This podcast is sponsored by the Davenant Institute and Davenant Hall, reimagining theological education. Visit davenanthall.com. The Davenant Institute seeks to retrieve the riches of classical Protestantism to renew and build up the contemporary church. Key to this mission is their educational arm, Davenant Hall. In an age where much theological education both overlooks the riches of church history and keeps students in debt, Davenant Hall is reimagining theological education. Davenant Hall takes full advantage of digital technology to make high-quality theological education affordable via online courses. Students can simply audit a single class or enroll in a degree program, including subject-specific certificates, PhD supervision, and the flagship MLIT program, which includes pastoral tracks for Baptist, Anglican, and Reformed or Presbyterian ministry. Enroll in classes at any time during the academic year. Knowing that in-person fellowship is key to Christian formation, Davenant hosts regular residentials at their study center in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of South Carolina. Registration for spring term 2024 classes running April to June is now open. Register by March 27th. Fees start at just $225 for a 10-week class with a two-hour Zoom class from expert professors each week. Spring term classes include Male and Female in Modernity with Alistair Roberts, The Reformation and the Modern World with Michael Lynch, Philosophy as a Way of Life with Joseph Minnick and more. Visit DavenantHall.com to find out more. That's DavenantHall.com. Welcome to Mortification of Spin, a casual conversation about things that count. With Carl Truman, Todd Pruitt, and Amy Bird. Mortification of Spin is a weekly podcast from the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Let's join this week's conversation. You are listening to Mortification of Spin. Yay. My name is Todd Pruitt. No, it isn't. I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Amy Bird and Carl Truman. Hello. We are so glad that you tuned in today. Now, as, uh, as prominent members of the media, <clears throat> Carl and Amy and myself are often asked lots of questions. Did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? Of course For he instance. didn't. No, no, no. Uh, that it's is just a, a technical upgrade that we have uh, gotten <laughs> we, our hands on no here. Button. No, not our hands. You have yeah. stolen it. I, I have the the no button. We call it, it the mention button. You I'm, won't even share. I am the only one that can be trusted with the no button. So um, uh, ask me something, Amy. Todd. <laughs> or just say my name. Todd. No. <laughs> For the last time, no. I love this See, thing. See, I can say no on my own, so I don't need a no button. Oh, okay. I'm All empowered. Right. Come on, ask a question. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, so we find ourselves in the enviable position of having lots of smart people ask us lots of good questions. Because I think once people hear a question answered, by the Mortification of Spin team, it's pretty much been answered at that point, right? It's the magisterium. Exactly. When we speak ex cathedra, end of story. <laughs> no! All right. Yes! <laughs> I love this button. Um, well, I got a great question from someone who 
is actively involved in missions. A friend. A, a friend. friend. And yeah. someone who is actively involved in missions. Yeah. Um, and uh, the question is this. And this will make a lot of sense to folks in the reformed and reformed-ish world. Uh, what is the tension between being missional and confessional? And is there a way to balance those two things in a way that is faithful to Scripture, faithful to the church's mission, etc.? And I think probably as to, to kind of deal with that question, we ought to, first of all, make sure that folks understand what we're talking about when we talk about missional and confessional. So if you're not aware of the debate, you know, the, the word missional would probably automatically sound positive, right? I mean, you know, to be on mission, that's a... That's got to be an unmitigated good, right? No! But, <laughs> sorry, I had to do that. I just had I to do that. I want one of those. I definitely want one of those. I thought Amy might be reaching for it, so I had to do that. <laughs> you never know. I'm good at hot hands. <laughs> That's right. But but if I could just kind of sketch broadly here. So 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 missional, in terms of how it is typically understood, and it's, it's a, obviously a rather new term, is the idea that that the church should always be on mission and that the church should do everything it does for the sake of the mission. Now, of course, you then have to ask, well, what is the mission of the church? Yeah, what's the mission? Right. And so what I find in my own denomination, at least in the PCA, is there's a debate over this. What is the mission of the church? And so you have one school of thought that traces the mission of the church, for instance, back to uh, the covenant with Abraham, um, I will make you a blessing uh, to all the nations. And so therefore, the mission of the church is to be this blessing to the world um, in the name of Jesus. But, you know, we're to be this blessing to the world. And so therefore, you know, you can be doing the church's mission, for instance, by painting a lovely portrait or um, baking something delicious or writing a wonderful play um, uh, you know, wh whatever you do that is a blessing for the common good and, and that kind of thing, you know, is, is, is being, you know, missional in, in that sense. And, and I think, and I'm sure that most folks that, that see it that way, you know, would, would want to specify what, well, you know, in the name of Jesus, but yes. Um, then the other school of thought is, well, you know, the covenant with Abraham is not a, a, a mission passage. It's a promise from God that he will bless the world. He will make he will make us a blessing. And of course we understand that that that's tied to the promised Messiah. That that from the seed of Abraham is going to come one who's going to accomplish the redemption of God's people. And so these folks and I would count myself among them go uh you know that's not really a mission text. It, it, it's it's a covenant promise about the coming Messiah. And we, the folks that kind of where, where I am, would, would look to, you know, Matthew 28, the Great Commission, uh, go into all the world and make disciples, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. You've got that quantitative and qualitative calling of the church to, 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 to preach Christ, to make the gospel known for the sake of, of, of making disciples. And so that's what, what some of us would say, that's the mission of the church. The church can do lots of good things, but that's the mission. Other brothers in the PCA would say, mm, no, it's broader than that. 
And so, first of all, let's tackle that a little bit. Well, first. we're out of time now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was very helpful uh, outline because Amy's trying to do something. Sound effect. Oh, come on! Carl was about ready to say something really helpful, profound, and now it's gone. Profound. You like the the visitor from Porlock? My piece of genius is now gone forever. You will never (laughs) know what I was going to say. I'm just trying to download the easy button. Okay, we'll just stop it. Okay, Okay. so Carl, you were going to comment on what I just said. Yeah. Okay, I'm that was not me commenting on yeah. what you just said. <laughs> frankly, it wasn't that easy to listen to. <laughs> I found it rather grating. <laughs> no, I think that was a pretty helpful uh, outline, Todd. Maybe I could... Uh, one of my observations then on, on the way that it seems to be... This is, this is perhaps a little bit of a leap from the way mm-hmm. you've expressed it, but mm-hmm. it, it sounds to me as if missional in the first sense... Mm-hmm would always be in danger of morphing into a kind of reformed equivalent of seeker sensitivity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you're trying to make the church hip and cool. Right. And I'm always interested in these, the, the, the missional things you describe there. They always tend to mirror the, the preoccupations of the chattering middle class, yeah. if I could put it that mm-hmm. way. So missional sounds like a way of trying to make the church hip and cool to those outside when really the church is it's both a sign of grace and a sign of judgment Mm, mm -hmm. to the world outside Uh, when jesus comes he's not entirely good news yes the light shining the darkness and that's bad news for those who are committed to darkness so my immediate response is that missional sounds to me in the way you've described Mm -hmm. it as a a superficially clear but actually horribly vague concept Mm -hmm. That seems to allow one to justify pretty much anything you want to justify. But and, and we right. we are, Christ gives the church a commission. He yeah. does. So and it's pretty specific. It's pretty specific. Yeah. I mean, Matthew twenty eight. Mm-hmm. It's to go and make disciples. Yeah, right. of I mean, missional is missional to the gay community, for example. Is that preaching the holiness right. of God right. and the normativity of biblical norms of sexuality, right. or is it in some ways somehow? redeeming the gay community in some other way. Right. That's where I think mm-hmm. these kind of, the, mm-hmm. the moral question and the eschatological question right. becomes very, very pronounced. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think some of the, the troubling things we've seen, like the rise of, of side B homosexuality and revoice is, is in part come to us because of this kind of broad m- missional understanding of the church's mission. You know, you go back to Amy's, uh, appeal to to the Great Commission is quote you know okay you know the church has a you know that, that that's the mission of the church now again Christians are to be involved in all kinds of other good things but we're talking about the mission of the church which is more specific than simply Christians doing good things being good neighbors you know being good citizens or or, or doing all things for the glory of God B- because you can. Do accounting for the glory of God, which you can and should, doesn't mean that accounting now is mission. Well, does that make sense? There's, absolutely. there's an yeah. absolute death of our old life. Yeah. When we are giving the gospel mm-hmm. and uh, talking about new creations. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking uh, John eleven twenty one through 45, where Jesus is talking to Martha um, and it's right after Lazarus' death, and Jesus is showing up late, mm-hmm. and she's saying, "If you would have come earlier, you know, he would yeah. still be alive." And um, 
you know, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Everyone who believes in me will have life, even if they Mm -hmm. die. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never really die. Martha, do you believe this? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when she gives this confession, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the son of God. You are the one who's coming to the world. I mean, they're not talking about Lazarus' death anymore. They're talking about Martha's death there, too. And so I feel like whether we're ministering to those who are suffering from same-sex attraction mm-hmm. or you know whatever it is there is this mark of death yeah. of our old life mm-hmm. to embrace Christ mm-hmm. and he gives us a new life right a, yeah and that, that's new that, creations. that is far more specific than just this kind of i'm doing this thing to to be a blessing yeah you know that yeah. kind of thing is a far more specific far more pointed kind of confrontation mm-hmm. with the truth. Well, I mean, to, and to go to the, the original question, you know, how do you connect missional to, to confession? Yeah. I think the mission of the church is ultimately doctrinally determined. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the, you know, the Great Commission, mm-hmm. Matthew 28, uh, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Well, that's immediately both an ecclesiastical yes. and a doctrinal thing. Yes. Yes. Why using the threefold name? When God is one, why mm-hmm. using the threefold name? You're already pointing towards a Trinitarian conception right. of the mission of the church there, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. All that I have mm-hmm. commanded. In other words, the mission that Jesus gives to the church at that point uh, is doctrinally determined and doctrinally driven. So on one level, one would want to say there shouldn't be any tension right. between the confession of the church and the mission of the church. Right. One could almost say they're two sides of the same yes. coin. Yeah. When tension emerges between those two things, it's because something's gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And if you've got people pitting confession over against mission or mission over against confession, something's gone wrong in the church yeah. at that particular point. And what concerns me is that this missional stuff has, has, has arisen out of a kind of cultural transformationism, mm-hmm. which, you know, for many years now I've been saying that's a wrong-headed way. The church doesn't transform culture. The church is a culture. Mm-hmm. The church own. creates culture of its right. own. And that, you know, it takes us into another area. But mm-hmm. but that would be how I would approach it. And we are to go issue. out as salt and light. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But, you know, imagine my surprise. Let's say... That, you know, you're a, a, a pastor who has become a, a, a Presbyterian by conviction. I'll just make this a hypothetical. What if this happened? If you were a pastor um, who, who comes into a conservative Presbyterian denomination. Of, of a big church on the main line originally? Is this, and and, and uh, flesh out the story. Let, let's the just say, you know, and, and so you come running to, to, to reformed confessionalism. You, yep. You're ordained into a conservative Presbyterian denomination. And you, you receive, of course, entirely hypothetical. And you receive the newsletter from the missions organization of your denomination. And it has not a single word in its, what, five pages or so. Not a single word about conversion to Christ. Mm-hmm. Not a single word about people being converted to Christ. But instead, is mostly about the arts. I would say in that hypothetical situation that hypothetical pastor might have been a little concerned 
about hypothetically speaking. Ab- hypothetically speaking <laughs> Did he talk about discipleship at all? No. No nothing about discipleship no. And 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 you would imagine that that hypothetical pastor as he sees various things from that missions organization that never mention conversion. Oh, every once in a while it does, but but you'll see entire publications that don't mention conversion but mention the arts, mention diversity, that kind of thing, but not conversion to Christ, not evangelism, not um uh, you know, you might start to think this is a little fishy here, but yeah. but that's what happens when everything becomes mission, and when everything becomes mission, nothing is mm-hmm. mission. Yeah, it's detached from the doctrinal core of the faith. Right. It is confusing. Yeah. The you know it is it, it's confusing. Good things that Christians can and ought to do if they're right. able. Yeah. Yeah. And the mission of the church. Those yeah. are right. two different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it was interesting. I was listening to. Um, uh, a well-known Presbyterian pastor um, who was asked about the issue of abortion, for instance. And this was a, a Presbyterian pastor in a, in a large metropolitan area. You, you had uh, some statistics come down where in that particular city, 80% of the black babies conceived are aborted in that city where, mm-hmm. where this brother uh, has pastored. And he was asked specifically once why he never really mentioned abortion. And he said, well, that gets into law and behavior, and that's religion. I'm here to lift up Christ. Now, same pastor frequently mentions caring for the poor mm-hmm. um, and other kind of social yeah. justice issues. You know, we, we've got to care for the poor. Um, we have to oppose racism, all of which we say, yep, yep. But but then when asked and pressed about the abortion issue, he said, well, that's that's getting into religion. I'm here to lift up Christ. No, it's getting into something that most of the people who in in the area around his church don't want to hear. Exactly, and that's a problem. Yeah, and and he did at one point yeah. mention, you know, because this is this particular city, yeah. it, it would drive people away. Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. Well, that's where I get to the seeker sensitivity. Exactly. Issue. It's a it's a fancy reform way of being seeker sensitive. Right. What uh, would we think about a Presbyterian pastor with all of the baggage that historic Southern mm-hmm. Presbyterian it? has. What would we think about a Southern Presbyterian pastor? Let's say he's pastoring a, a Presbyterian church in Mississippi or Alabama, and he never mentioned racism, the sin of racism, never mentioned it because he's because he would say, well, you know what? That's just getting into religion. I'm just here to exalt Christ. We'd say, mm, no, you're afraid. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because you're, you're afraid you would drive you're playing away to the people. wealthy white constituency mm-hmm. right. in your church, and right. that's a delin- delinquency. Yeah, the yeah. fact is to be on mission to call yeah. people to come to Christ is going to involve certain kinds of confrontations with particularly preferred sins. Yeah. So, so if I'm in if if I'm in Mississippi, I might have to confront a person that they've got to abandon their racism to come mm-hmm. to Christ. If I'm in a, a large metropolitan area, I might have to say to somebody, "You've got to abandon your homosexuality to come yeah. to Christ." Yeah. And that's where oftentimes that's the death the, the, of your own self. Yes. You know, whatever that sin is. And and if all we're doing is confronting the sins that society already doesn't like. But that's the danger that some of this particular incarnation well, of missionalism. It, yeah, I've seen has. it in a much more cliche way too. just uh, as a, a mom. I, mm-hmm. When the kids were younger, especially all this encouragement to be in Christian uh, sports mm-hmm. and Christian you know, to hire the Christian electrician, you know, not that I wouldn't want to support, let's say there's an electrician in my church, you know, Mm -hmm. sure. If they're good, I I'll hire them or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, 
the fact that you're doing something for the kingdom by mm-hmm. having your kid in a Christian softball team. Have you seen those Christians play, though? They're uh, awesome. Have you seen? Yeah. The talent's <laughs> great. But also, have you seen I, the parents and the coaches? They still struggle with the same sins as yeah, the regular yeah, softball I, team. I'm sort of coaching the women's rugby team at uh, Grove City College, <laughs> and uh, my, my key player yeah. is a Mennonite pacifist. And I have said to her, <laughs> you, need, you need to leave your pacifism on the sidelines when you get onto the field. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it can get very cliche yeah. in regular life too, yeah. where yeah, the Christian music genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you got to navigate through all of that. Not mm-hmm. to say don't join upward sports. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, or mm-hmm. don't listen to Christian right, right. rock or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, but, I would say don't, don't, don't listen, <laughs> please don't listen to Christian rock. But Do think, not no, encourage no, 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 no. these people. We, we want people to have skill in those areas right. in the realm where yeah. we're we're yeah. in the world with unbelievers yeah. and. We don't want to mm-hmm. turn Christianity into a cliche. Right. And, and on the point of confessionalism and missionalism, you know, Carl, you, you were in, in, in reading Jesus's words in the Great Confession and just reminding us. Great Commission. Great Commission. You know, you've got mm-hmm. that, you know, it's very doctrinally yeah. uh, grounded. You've, you've got a Trinitarian confession. You've got this command to teach everything that Jesus yeah. commanded, which, again, we would say really is, is, is a call to teach the Bible because, yeah. because we have Christ from, from, from Genesis it, yeah. to Revelation. And, and so, so the Great Commission deals with, with a lot of content. Yeah. You know, you're, you're teaching people yeah. the Bible. You're mm-hmm. grounding them in, in the historic right. confession yeah. of, the, of the church, uh, of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You're bringing them into the church. We yeah. baptize them. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, to, to be on mission is to not just be broadly missional, going out and doing yeah. good things. That's not being on the mission. The, 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 yeah. the mission is much narrower it, than that. And it's not a zero-sum game. Right. It isn't that, oh, right. well, if you emphasize doctrine, then you don't emphasize the right. mission. Sadly, that sometimes is the case. Yes, yes. And that a lot of doctrinally-oriented mm-hmm. uh, churches aren't as good at the, right. the outward-looking mission aspects yeah. of mm-hmm. the church. But that doesn't make it a necessity. It's right. not a necessary component right. of being confessional. And where does it begin? Because I think it's easy with that missional view to think that the real work is happening outside of the church. Right. Whereas... Uh, the, the ordinary means of grace are almost the ordinary sidelined. means of yeah. grace. It's like this extreme every member ministry mm-hmm. to where that's where the real work yeah. is happening. And we're not looking at discipleship begins mm-hmm. um, in corporate worship mm-hmm. yeah. in, yes, in word and sacrament. That is discipleship. That's the beginning. And then mm-hmm. what flows out of that mm-hmm. um, is important as well. Yes. But that's where the real work mm-hmm. right. <laughs> where we are promised Christ and all his blessings mm-hmm. is in corporate worship. Um, word and sacrament, and we have lost sight of that. Yeah. And I think that missional approach, like we really need to be careful of where the real, not to say that there's not work going out, assault and light going into the world. No, we're not responsible to be right. Christians in the world. That's right. huge. But um, where does it begin? What is discipleship? Mm-hmm. It's the job of the church. Right. It's the job of the church. So being baptized into the church, then you're in a covenant community mm-hmm. Um and then we have this whole ecclesial setup yep. then for that to yep. happen. And a whole body of doctrine to, mm-hmm. to teach. And, and, and so, yeah, I, I would say, uh, you know, the, t- the two ditches to avoid w- would be a kind of confessionalism that says that your engagement with your neighbors and the strangers around you is of no importance. And, and, and while nobody would say that, it would be a kind of confessionalism that, that so exalts the work of the ministers and that sort of thing that 
that people are never instructed about how to love their what? neighbor on a daily basis. Yeah, it, that it, would be one. That glimpse. would be a confessionalism that doesn't think that it actually changes you when you right. walk yeah, out of the church. Doors. Almost a dead kind of or confessionalism. That you have no responsibility. Yeah. I mean, right. then. Why so, aren't Paul's letters a good example? Yeah. You know, basically, you look at Ephesians. Yeah. Paul starts off with a magnificent statement of God's grace manifested in Christ mm-hmm. and ends up with some, you know, comparatively basic applications yep. rooted in that doctrine. Husbands and wives, you know, here's, here's yeah, how you treat each other. This is how you should, this mm-hmm. is how you should act. And, and Ephesians is a sort of, it's not a template you can apply to every single letter in the yep. New Testament, but the basic movement mm-hmm. in the New Testament mm-hmm. is, here's what's true in Christ Here's how you should yep. then live. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you follow James, that pattern, I mean. what's the problem? Right. And personally, that ditch of a, a confessionalism that that is that is so dry and bordered that it leaves you unable or or unwilling to engage uh, you, your neighbors for the sake of Christ. Personally, I I've never been in a church that does that. But but then the other ditch to avoid is that a generalized mission that that, that so broadens it that you end up talking more about the arts than you do about Christ. Yeah. yeah. And we and, have you have a generation that, that that know more about the arts than they do about the catechism. I would right. say all those categories right. can be in one church. You know, not to say oh, that sure. the, the leadership in the church mm-hmm. doesn't have a solid grasp on things, mm-hmm. but just with the way that we understand what church is, right. what it's for, um, there's a lot of confusion. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, you might say I've never been to a church like that, but I would say that many people in the church are asking these questions Mm -hmm. and coming to different conclusions. So get out there, glorify the Lord with how you live, love your neighbors, you love yourself, and make sure you don't lose sight of the fact that the mission of the church is actually quite clear and quite specific. Well, there you have it. If I can put it this way, the spin has spoken. (laughs) You now understand completely what missional and confessional mean and how the two things should be related. It's been a great pleasure being with you today. We thank you for listening. Uh, We uh, would ask that you visit our website, mortificationofspin.org, for more resources uh, and also an opportunity, if you feel so led, to make a donation via the donation button. Oh, and if you want to leave us a review, uh, um, if it's a five-star review and it has really good things to say about me, please do so. Uh, If it has critical things to say about me... I'm sure there's something else the Lord wishes you to do with your time today, so please don't. No, seriously, if you'd like to leave us a review, that would be great. Otherwise, we will look forward to being with you next time. Thanks for listening to Mortification of Spin, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. To read more on hard-hitting topics like this, visit the podcast page and blog at mortificationofspin.org, where we'll have links and other articles from Amy, Carl, and Todd. And while you're there, please subscribe and consider making a donation. And be sure to listen next time when Carl, Todd, and Amy talk about liturgical dance. Yes? Or yes. What, what do you think? <laughs> Depends on who's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. Conservative that's true. wing of the PCA, yes. <laughs> Liberal wing, yes. That's the big difference in the PCA. That interview is next time. Join us then.
Oh, I remember we like insisted that my second born always sit in the third row. <laughs> Because she was just so mm. loud ah. by herself yes. because she also calls yeah. all the fights. We we did yep. we had to do that with our thirdborn, our Matthew. <laughs> Always had to be in the back by it's himself. Like in the back. And if yep. she ever snuck in the middle, like just because there's only two yep. instead of three in the car or something, I mean, I'd get, you know, just a couple minutes down the road, I'd be like, that's it, climb over the seat. Yep. She's like, but mom, it's dangerous. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> yep. Matthew was the one who caused all the fights and he talked nonstop. Yeah, Sadie and for long had trips, to make noise. he's yeah. a chip off the old block. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> doesn't fall yeah. far from the tree. Yeah, he's just like Talks his mother. All the time just like his mother. Just like his mother. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs>